let us do this again. Okay. All right. because today is the first Sunday. And as the pastor minister, it's my privilege to offer the to bring up the offering. We are so blessed. We are so blessed in this church to have so many wonderful people. Our pastor and his wife, they travel and they're coming close to the end of this adventure and looking forward to a new adventure. This is not the end for them because pastor is always going to be a pastor and pas and Joanne's always going to be a pastor's wife and do the things that God wants them to do. But they need a little recuperation time. So they're on to a new adventure and it will be a blessing for whomever and wh whoever comes in. We need to be keep them all in prayer, to keep everybody in prayer because that's what God wants. He wants us to always be in prayer for him. I'm going to ask two of the ushers to come up. And as, as you in to your pockets. Today's 
today's services for the pastors who have offering, the offerings for the pastors who have offering today. But if you have other things, mark it on the envelope, mark it on your check, whichever. But always keep in mind that the money you're giving is God's money. He just wants a little bit of it back. Almighty Father, beloved Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We love you so much, Father, and you've blessed us so many times. We love you. We praise you for today. We praise you for the services and everything that you've been doing for us. I pray that you continue to watch over Pastor and Joanne. Give them safe travels and give them good health. But I know that you will and give them discernment as to what they need to do for you. I give you all of these things in this church. In the name of my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. myself but I got a or anything and um, we uh, had a special event here last Sunday in fact it's the first time it's happened here in a, a few years as I was a pastoral candidate that goes to our church and we did receive uh, notification through our committee which Brother Harold is the chair and he sent the information to, I guess, the committee as well as the pastor, me, and indicating that that pastor thoroughly enjoyed himself and uh, that he decided that he was not going to accept the challenge of pastoring our beautiful church here. And so it is back in the hands of the overseer, the committee, and most of all, it's in the hands of the Lord. And, uh, and that is where we all feel the best. Now, that, with that being said, I think it's very important that we have a prayer for many situations that are existing. I mentioned Sister Peggy. We're glad to have her. And down in the part of the country that she lives in, there's been terrible floods, lots and lots of life not only in the Carolinas, but in Kentucky and various places. And we want to have a special prayer for those folks as well. Uh, my wife and I lived uh, 1974. Uh, that's this, that was last century, I guess. Wow, she's getting old. And uh, we lived in Sturgis, South Dakota, and there was a flash flood that hit that part of the country and almost 500 people lost their lives in that. Our, our city and community, was, church, our parsonage was hard hit as well, but we 
no loss of life, but we have somewhat of an understanding of these floods. And so, of course, we've had them here in Kansas City as well, and they are devastating. In addition to these tragedies, Brother Rudy has a cousin uh, that has had a terrible tractor or truck. Was it a tractor or a truck? I don't remember. Truck accident, and uh, the Lord has been with him in a special way uh, in his surgeries and uh, his way toward recovery, but he's got a long trip to go, and we want to remember him in prayer. Also, I will just go back, bounce back to the uh, text that I referred to from Brother Harold. We do want to remember our situation here at our local church and for God to have his way in everything uh, pertaining to this. All right, do you have a special request this morning that you would like to give out at this time? Anyone from this side, Brother Craig? Our country, amen to that. Another request from this side. If not in the middle, is there a spoken request? If not on the far side of the church, is there a spoken request from anyone? From the worship team or anyone with a special request? Our son Michael, my wife, is requesting. All right, by unspoken request, uh, would you raise your hand, please? Now then, in reverencing the needs of your brothers and sisters and in honor of an almighty God who is able to do all things according to his will. Let the congregation stand. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Then we will return to the worship service of singing Sister Beverly in charge. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. And we honor you, Lord, and we give you glory and we give you praise. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Lord, we just thank you this morning because we know that we trust a great God. We serve a great God. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us, O God, in these situations that have been mattered. Ask here of you. Lord, you're able to do all things. There isn't anything you can't do. You have all power in heaven and in earth. We give you glory for what you've done. We give you glory for what you're going to do. Father, we need you today. We ask you, Lord, to prevail in this service in a special way. In Jesus' name we do pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God.
Holy, fragrant, sweet perfume, all-consuming fire fill this room. No more living in yesterday's grace. O oh Lord, pour out your power and your passion for your purposes today. We were talking in Sunday school about God's purpose and how it never changes. Sometimes we don't know what his purpose is. Sometimes we don't know the whole story. But God's purposes, God's word has been in place. His plan has been in place since before this world began. It was there in, with Adam and Eve in the garden. It was there with Joseph when he went to Egypt. It was there when the Winchesters came to this church. It was there now, too. And God has a plan and a purpose, and if we will get in line with his plan, yeah, he knows what it is. Amen. We are going to trust him. We are going to be with him and let him have control. Amen. If you feel that way, let's sing this bridge here that uh, Sister Amber just read to us, okay?
George and I were talking, I don't know if it was this morning, but it wasn't long ago anyway, we were thinking about one of the testimonies that we had heard at the assembly and from the uh, one of the representatives there from Ukraine and how they have over a thousand members, 40 different churches, and you know the terrible war that is going on, but not one member has lost their life. There has been rockets, missiles that landed within just a few feet, less than 100 feet, I think they said, or 100 yards, something like that. They showed a picture of an unexploded missile that landed that far from one of the churches, but God protected it. And the church is fine. The missile is still or was still there. It may be gone now, but at the time the picture was taken, the missile was still there. There was an apartment building. I believe they said there was seven members of the church lived in that apartment building, and it was crushed. They showed pictures of it. The members survived and are in the basement, and the church and the pastor are working together to support these people because their home and everything is gone. But God protected. Not one death, one person was taken captive and still is, from what I understand, captured by the Russians. But God is able to protect. And God has a purpose for everything. He is my mighty Savior. He can move the mountains. He can save. He's the author of my salvation and your salvation. And I'm so thankful to know him. Shine your light. Share the good news. We're going to sing an old song next called Send the Light. And that's what we need to do. Send the light. before the time of radar and all this sonar, all these things that we have now. But these lighthouses used to be the source of safety, the only protection that these ships had. And this is what Jesus is to us. He's our only source of protection, our only source of light. There's a call
this in a way that will bring souls to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
announced that she was going to sing. Well, you announced I thought I was going Who to sing. <laughs> However, it's a good thing we're not on live internet right now. Because <laughs> if we were, you would not know where the voice is coming from. I'll back you up if you need help. Okay, you sitting down. Here, use that uh, thing right there, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sorry for all the confusion, but didn't you announce last week I'd be singing this week? No. No.
praise God. I would do the same for you, but it's her, and I'm proud that she's able to do in the Lord what she's able to do. Would you like to give her another cheer, please? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I would like to begin the presentation today with the story of three Joes. The first, and I, I will tell them at different times in the presentation today. The first Joe is Joe Smith. And as you all can relate to the very warm weather we're having, this story has just a little bit of sadness to it. Joe Smith worked in an ice cube factory but Joe Smith was a little bit clumsy, and he was constantly, even though the machine worked properly, Joe was just a little bit on the clumsy side. And he was constantly losing ice cubes. And they never could find them. So Joe Smith was fired from his job. End of story. Part two coming up in a little bit. Today I would like to speak concerning a subject that is actually difficult for me because it makes reference to the fact that we've got to totally depend upon the Lord. Wow. Yes, I've been a preacher for a long time. 
I've known some of my brothers, like Brother Nagel, for my goodness, how many years? We'd have to sit down and count them and maybe get a calculator. It's been a long time knowing others of you as well, from various retreats and acquaintances through the years. But this subject is entitled, I Will. And we're using for our central theme character, a man that you are aware of, that as he has been a central figure in the Old Testament for a long time, and a very long time. If you're in the Old Testament, you've been around for a long time. We go to the book of Exodus, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And I want to give a just a momentary uh, clarification on the name Pharaoh, as that was a uh, like saying president or king or something uh, of that nature. Every, every leader that was in charge of Egypt at whatever time he was, uh, they were Pharaoh. So keep in mind the generic type of meaning that the word Pharaoh has in mind. God spoke unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared, this is God speaking, he said, I appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. Oh, notice all the I wills in there. And verse 7. And I will take you to me. For a people, and I will be to you a God, 
and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for an heritage. I am the Lord. Now, we're not doing a sermon about the Egyptians and Moses being proclaimed and designated the leader and what he had going to attain in his uh, journal that we read about uh, as he wrote the first four books of the Old Testament and obviously is referred to many times in the book of Hebrews by an unknown writer. But what we are going to address today is the subject of I will. And we notice in the very beginning of our text today that the Lord has a conversation going on with Moses. And he's telling him something that it's very important for us to relate to ourselves. Please notice. Please notice how I phrase that. What he says to Moses is, Now shalt thou see what, what, now you shall see what I will do. There is a meaning here that is very, very important for us to grasp hold of for this date, the month of August 2022. God is saying something to his people. Now shall you see what I will do to the pharaohs of the land. What I am going to do is not going to be a failing episode, but I'm going to do it. He said, you're going to see this come about. You're going to see something that you have never seen before, Moses. You're going to see something, church, that you've never experienced before in your lives. Oh, thank God. I'm just going to pause for a moment because I feel so good in the Lord. As a matter of fact, I have not even sat down this morning up here. I feel so strong in my legs, and I thank God for that. We're getting ready. God tells Moses, 
that you're going to see something and you're going to experience something and all those pharaohs, remember what I told you about pharaohs, that was a generic, uh, except you wouldn't want to go face to face with one and say you're generic, but the fact is it was a general president, king type title. And Moses, the pharaohs out there are going to see something that I'm going to do. And what they're going to do is experience something like never before in their lives. Think about that for yourself. Think about that for our church. Think about that for our families. Because you see, God says, I am going to use a strong hand. Thank God. And I'm going to move upon them. And Pharaoh was going to let them go. Now, you know this particular part of the story. That Pharaoh changed his mind many times. And there was many consequences of different types of plagues and so on that hit the country. The people of, uh, of Pharaoh's nation. But Moses wasn't being told about all these difficulties. For some reason, God doesn't tell me everything that's going to happen. I, I guess he, well, I hate to think that he doesn't think I'm smart enough. I, I hate to think that he, he probably thinks I'd try to talk him out of some of them. Whatever the nature of God's thinking is, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't want to bring you in on this and put you in the same boat with me, but you are. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We know, thank God, that with me, who holds tomorrow with a strong hand, I'm going to be in charge. I want you to notice the thought of God, how he is indicating that he is not going to fail, but obedience is going to be required. And I'd like to jump to Psalms 139, verse 12. This is a beautiful scripture. Uh, I haven't, I don't know that I've ever shared this scripture before uh, from the pulpit. I just don't remember doing it. But it's a result of obedience. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. Isn't that wonderful? I tell you, sometimes when we that live out in the country and there's rocks and there's pits and different water uh, that you can drown in and so on and so forth. Uh, the dark can be a little bit scary. It isn't during the daytime, but it is at nighttime. But here's what God says, or, or David is saying. He said this of God. He said, the darkness hideth not from thee. 
but the night shineth as the day. I wonder how many moons that would take. Sometimes I wonder how many moons that would take for us in our walk with the Lord, for we need Him to shine upon our path. Let me read the whole scripture to you. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Now, when I thought of this scripture the other day, uh, I was outside in the dark with uh, the dogs, and we were waiting for our son to come home and so that they could scamper up to where he was at and have a joyous reunion and a celebration of being away from me, I guess. But anyway, as we were standing there, my wife uh, indicated I should come on back in because the dogs could see in the dark. And I wasn't real sure that they could see in the dark until their master came. And when their master came, here they went. Rocks, hills, shrubbery that they had to work around. There they go. They could see the night became of this day. And oh, what a blessing it is when the darkness disappears and we walk in it as we walk in the daylight. No failure, just obedience to Almighty God. You will see in the second verse, Moses was told this by the Lord, and he, he said, you, you've got to understand just one thing. I am the Lord. Oh, praise God. I am the Lord. You don't have to have a, a GPS. We seen that on the board this morning. That was real good. I, I call it the gospel performance system is what I make reference to a GPS, but it's one of those things that uh, my wife's nephew, uh, Jared, uh, whatever his last name is, I can't think. Shaver. Yes, some of you know him. He works for a garment over here. And he's one of those tall, good-looking junior executives that I like to brag on because someday he may pay me, pay me money. I don't know. I want to be nice to him. But anyway, as, as the dogs was able to see just exactly where to step, they didn't have any problems with that at all. They just went right on up. The night was a day to him. To me, I would have stumbled out of broke somewhere between a toe and a neck. I would have broke something. And the Lord would have uh, told me I needed to use more common sense. But to Moses and the children of Israel... They said, the night will be as the day. For you see, as God said, I am, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Oh, thank God. Now then, I want to interrupt this message with 
the story of Joel the executive. This story involves Joel's. I don't know why. Some circles is a good name, I suppose. But Joe the executive was riding in the executive car of a well-known railroad. And he was there, right back in his seat, reading a beautiful uh, story from the newspaper or magazine. And then comes in this lady with a couple little kids that were, oh, they were kind of high strung. And she was kind of, oh, she was a good looking lady and kind of thought that she could sit anywhere she wanted to. And she did. She sat right down by Joe the executive. Her name was Vicky. And as they're going along, the little puppy that she brought on the train with her. It got a little restless and it began to jump around and she couldn't hold it and it eventually was uh, jumping on the newspaper of Joe the executive. And pretty soon it got to the point that he just couldn't take it anymore and he said, later, he says, I'm going to throw that dog out the window if you don't control it. Well, she really believed the threat, and she held on to the dog the best she could. And as she was holding on to the dog the best she could, it got away, and it just ripped his newspaper all to pieces. And true to his word, he took that dog by the collar of the neck and threw it out of this fast-moving train. And she had already told her children that if he does this, I'm going to throw his paper out the window as well. And so she grabbed it and threw it out out the window of this fast-moving train. End the story for right now. God has said, I will bring. What will he bring? In the sixth chapter, he says, I will bring you out from the burdens. Yes, you have burdens. The church has burdens. There's burdens in societies today. You go to Kentucky, Carolinas, there's burdens from the flood. There's burdens over in the Ukraine country. There's burdens that people were experiencing everywhere. And man doesn't have the answer. They got all kinds of solutions, but they don't have the answer. Some of the nations have uh, terrific, terrible bombs that they could use. Money, diplomacy, smart people, but they can't solve the problem. But the Lord said to Moses about the situation where there are hundreds of thousands of people in the Egyptian bondage. He said, I'm going to bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. 
I will bring you out. Well, at this point, Moses can only feel good about that simply because he hadn't heard of the plagues. He hadn't heard of the death angel. He hadn't heard of the frogs and the uh, locusts and so on. He hadn't heard those things yet, so he had to be feeling good about that. I will bring you out from the burdens of the Egyptians. And then the Lord went on to say in this conversation with Moses, he says, I will read you out of their bondage. He's going to make them free. I like that phrase, by the way. That is a phrase that is akin to the uh, eastern part of our country. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, that part of the world. My wife and I have lived there. Uh, and uh, there is a phrase that when they are going to straighten up the garage or straighten up the closet or something like that, they will say, I'm going to get rid of the garage or rid of the closet. That's a phrase. And it's also one that was translated from Hebrew to Greek to English uh, as recorded in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6, and the King James Version. And God says, I'm going to make you free of all this mess. Bondage is the word that is used. I'm going to get rid of all the situation. Isn't it wonderful to know that all the clutter that you may be entangled in in your life, that God can give you free of it? Isn't that wonderful? God can make the way where there is no way. He can make the way. Thank the Lord. Notice what else he said. And I will redeem you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what else existed. He's going to redeem us. It doesn't matter uh, how strong the odor is or how powerful the grip is. He said with a stretched out arm and with great judgments, he says, I'm going to redeem you. Oh, thank the Lord. He is going to free us. He is going to provide for us. He said, I will bring you out. Oh, thank you. I'm going to get rid of all this mess. He says, I'm going to redeem you with an outstretched arm. Thank the Lord for that. But he, the I wills keep on coming. Verse 7, he says, I will Keep you to me. Take you to me. For a people, I will be to you a God. Isn't that something? I will, he says. No, no speculation. No, we didn't know the timetable. Moses did not know the timetable. We don't know what tomorrow holds or next week. But we do know that the Lord will keep and we will be his people and he will walk with us and he will talk with us. He will, with the aid of the Holy Ghost, 
the Savior that has brought us redemption in our life. He will be our Lord as He brings us through the burdens of this life. Isn't that wonderful? He will always be there. Indeed, He will deliver. In fact, in the verse 8 that we previously read, He says, I'm going to bring you to where you want to go. And that's to the promised land. I don't know how long it will be before I get to my promised land that I believe is what the Lord has went to prepare for me. But I believe that he's going to bring me unto the promised land. I believe it because he, as he told Moses, I will bring you into the land which I did swear and gave to Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob. He says, I'm going to give it to you, Charles Winchester, if you remain faithful. Thank the Lord. Our Lord will never, never fail us. Now then, the final Job that I'm going to talk about. It seems that Joe and Vicki begin to reconcile and get along in that train ride. The children begin to behave and their people notice having a good time. As a matter of fact, when one of the guys that work on the train that brings you food and different things He happened to be an ordained minister, and he even performed a wedding for them that day. They got married. And before they got to the little community that they was going to, there was something that was unbelievable. As they looked out the window, here comes, was it the newspaper? Was it the cigar? What was it? The little dog was running up the railroad track beside that train. Isn't that amazing? And do you know what it had in its mouth? It had those ice cubes that that guy had lost a long time ago. Now then, as this has ended on a happy note, Moses was to find out something. And I thank the Lord I've been able to stand most of this time. I thank the Lord for that. But it is written in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. North Brighton congregation that this old pastor is preaching to this morning. The words from God to Moses to the children of Israel to God's children here today. The Bible says be strong and of a good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord, thy God, 
He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. He won't forsake thee. Whether you're on a train losing the ice cubes or whatever your situation is, God bids us to be of good conversation, to have the right focus on what we need to do as we live for the Lord. The writer in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covenants. Be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. This will carry us all the way through by trusting and placing our hand in the hand of the man. Praise God. Praise God. Because you see, he will be there. His time, the way he wrote it, the way he expects it to go, and it won't until he says for it to, but he will. I would like for you to stand with me this morning as we come to a close of this service. It is his will, and as we often sing, thy will be done. As the Lord prayed the prayer to teach the disciples, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. His will, his will will be done. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today giving you great glory, giving you great praise, thanking you, Lord, for us being here in this service this morning, thanking you, Lord, because you are the God that will do for your people. Keep the covenant. You will keep those in the, in the faith as they walk toward you, even though the darkness may be overwhelming. You will and can make it daylight for us. And Lord, we're trusting you and believing you that for that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord.